0: and it's about time for true crime hey howdy how, how are you guys doing, doing? oh my god stop oh my it. god every goddamn time i even like said myself hey don't say I hey self don't say hey <laughs> i like had to take a pause and then he just fucking caught right up right, with me right on there are you kidding happy much thursday time. guys
1: happy thursday Goodness. Happy almost friday happy almost weekend happy first week of november Hell yeah. Hey,
0: how's it going? What are you guys thankful for this week? Oh. I, this week, am I love that. thankful for mac and cheese. That we're about to stuff our
1: faces with. Um, good old Paw Patrol, if you guys were wondering, because yes. the shaped mac and cheese just
0: tastes better. You guys know that, right? Like, the cheese in the shaped pasta is just objectively superior to the cheese in normal craft mac and cheese. It
1: just is. And it, you it's more expensive and you get less, and yet somehow I am back again. So,
0: craft take my money. Actually, please stop. But thank you so much for all of the mac and cheese. I'm very thankful for it. It made my list this year.
1: It was better when it was SpongeBob, and I don't think they make I that know. anymore. Now it's just like Paw Patrol and Frozen. And not I'm like, that I'm like Hello? against Paw Patrol or Frozen. I'm not like not going to eat it, but I'm just like it was. It was a sign of the times, you know, with the SpongeBob yeah. ones, and now I just feel like I'm aging out, and maybe I shouldn't be having shaped mac and cheese. But here no. I am. I want to talk about it. So. What else are you thankful for? (laughs) So I am thankful for, honestly, the weather is just like in the perfect spot for me right now. Yes. It is. It's just, it's full peak fall weather. And even though the leaves are starting to come down, which I am a little bit sad about because it is beautiful and it's my like favorite time when they're like bright and vibrant and like on the trees, I will just embrace the nice cooler weather that's like, Just sweatshirt, like, flannel weather. That's just kind of my favorite. Before we just take a nosedive into, like, fucking Arctic temperatures here.
0: I keep getting, like, a little extra depressed every time I see a patch of, like, frost on my windshield in the morning. I'm like, gosh, it's coming. I know. I have to, like, go start my car first. I'm like, really? But agreed. It is, like, a wonderful time right now. This is, like, a really nice in-between We're not quite at the freezing yet.
1: I will accept it. So we hope you guys all had a very lovely Halloween. And really, another thing I want to say, and I know that we did mention this last episode on Tuesday, but we really do just want to thank all of our new listeners that are joining us here because we've noticed, we see you, our numbers are going up, and we know that that is really all to thank the people that have spread the word, who have told a friend, who have told several friends, who have reposted some of our posts and we appreciate that more than you know. I want to thank you and welcome you to the ATFTC family.
0: You guys, we love you so much and we are so happy that you're here and that you're into this weird ass shit with us. Um, You know, we like the dark and twisty. We like it all. We said a Tuesday, but we're here. We are an Instagram DM. We are an email. We are Frickin' a pigeon carrier, a Harry Potter owl away. Like, just say, hey, we're real people. We will connect. And we love it. We love knowing that, you know, other people are just as fascinated by this stuff as us. It makes us feel less alone in our weirdness. Absolutely. But also, you know, hopefully it connects some of you guys too. Like, the whole point here is to create a community of people who like to hear about this stuff but like to hear the reality of it and the fascination of it. So... Hi, welcome. Absolutely, We're and you we all little boops on your nose. We pay
1: very, very, very special attention to victims, victims' families, how victims' families are remembering their loved ones and things like that. So you will always see that, especially on in our Instagram page. There's a whole highlight reel about how you can support the families or what families have asked you to make donations to and their loved ones' memories. And so you will always find that there.
0: Yes, and because that's that's the whole point of this right like we like to make that community we're fascinated by the reasons and the motives and the ways that people live with themselves after doing heinous things but we also are you know empathetic people our hearts go out to these families they're you know i'm honestly everybody's family the family of the victim obviously our heart breaks but also for the families of the offenders those are victims in different ways too In so many cases, you know, I can't say ubiquitously, but in so many cases,
1: definitely. And, you know, we uh, the focus always ends up being on the offender, and in a lot of cases, sometimes the only information available is information on the offender, especially in cases from a long time ago. Um, People don't do yeah, don't do like deep dives. I mean, we saw that with Martha Moxley. We had to literally dig to find information on her. My heart broke for her and her mom is still fighting to this day for justice for her daughter and that's what that's the note that we want to end on that's where we want to spread awareness especially to our new england listeners but that's what we want to talk about is end on okay not only was the offender affected by this and whatever happened and i'm sure they you know they got all of the publicity and the news articles and the papers and the books and the whatever but those families still had to live too and those yes. families still had to pick up pieces of whatever was left, move forward, and find a way to move forward in a way that can be meaningful.
0: Well, and that's, that's exactly what we aim to do here. Exactly. Exactly. Fair? Fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, hi, we love you. Just a snippet of our brain going out to yours. Just a little bit. And
1: So we did just talk a wee bit about how nice and cooler it is here, but we are actually going to take a little trip today. Oh. We're going to head on down to Alabama. Alabama? Alabama. Oh, Uh, I I don't
0: know if that's an Alabama accent. So sorry to all y'all. All
1: all y'all? All (laughs) y'all. All 'all. All y'all, she says. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about the Giggling Granny... (laughs) what is that your impression oh Oh, no um no don't be happy about this the the lonely hearts killer oh the self-made widow damn arsenic annie (laughs) or the black widow she's been called all of those things
0: can i just say sure love the alliterations arsenic annie yeah arsenic annie and giggling granny like come on and I don't know. Lonely Heart. What is it? You, the Lonely Hearts Killer. The Lonely Hearts Killer. That just makes me think of like the Beatles. So she has been called
1: every. My mom's going to be so happy. You mentioned the Beatles. Um, oh, hey. My mom is a very big Beatles fan. Ringo or Paul, if you're listening, can you send her something signed? I would oh
0: ball my eyes. And out. hey, you know what? I've seen both of you live. I've supported you. I've done the thing. Okay. I know.
1: Let's get some return on that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, But (laughs) really, I mean, if you're up for it. Hey, why don't you message us? Um, Okay. So basically, you name it, she's been called it. So she's been called all of those things. But we are going to actually start with the name she was given when she was born. Damn. And her name was Nancy Hazel. Okay, Nancy. So I feel like I'm on a kick with Nancys. Yeah, you really are. Um, I've had Nancy Brophy last time. I've had Nancys in the past. But actually... She's very rarely called Nancy because she was pretty much called Nanny from, like, the day she was born. Ah. So, that's her given name. It's on her birth certificate, whatever. But if you were to say, oh, Nancy Hazel, they'd be like, who? Who the hell? So, I want to use the name that she was best known by. Yeah. So, we're going to call her Nanny.
0: Works which I know me. is
1: weird, but if you're picturing it, it's N-A-N-N-I-E. Yeah. So, not Y. Just so you have the, the little visual there. Okay. All right so oh wait that's kind of like it's kind of it's cute someone young probably couldn't say nancy and was like nanny it's just cute you know and she was given and she was a very cute woman and we're gonna talk about it i know no it's honestly there's a really just big trigger slash content warning here oh and i want to get through all of the crimes and all of these things and then afterwards i sort of want to unpack it with you yes so that's that's what my goal is because there's a lot of things that stick out that bother me but i don't want to go off on tangents Okay. So we're just going to do a cute little unpack later. Sounds good. All right. So Nancy Hazel was born in 1905. Okay. Okay, and she was born in a small town called Blue Mountain, Alabama, which is later renamed and I guess currently known as Anniston, Alabama, so just so you know, any Alabama listeners, you probably don't know what as Blue Mountain. Her parents were Louisa and James Hazel, and she was one of five children. So, there were four girls and one boy. So, obviously, she's one of the four girls. And Nancy's childhood was not a happy one. Ugh. Um, her father was abusive toward all of the children. From what I could tell, not, like, physically abusive, but emotionally and, like, mentally. Mm. Um, and in some ways, I think you can argue physically abusive. Growing up, her family owned a farm. And actually, a pretty successful farm, from what I can tell. Okay. And the children were forced to stay and work on the farm rather than go to school. So I kind of count that as physical abuse, too.
0: Child labor. It was
1: from, you know, sun up to sun down. But I think the dad was sort of coming from the space of they're not going to have a house to live in if the business isn't running. Yeah. So it won't matter if you have school if you can't have a home. Right. You know, Um. Not acceptable, not how it should have been. But I think that that was the sort of culture then. And school wasn't as highly regarded as it is r- now, right? There were right. a lot of people who didn't go. A lot of kids, their truancy wasn't really a thing. And
0: Well, and I think a lot of people were also of the mindset that, like, school helps you get a job. And if you already have a job, why do you need school?
1: Really? And graduating high school was the importance there, just wasn't what it is today. So I want to sort of clarify, this is the early 1900s just so you kind of have an idea of what we're talking about That is, this isn't like present day so because of this obviously all of the kids experienced an educational delay so when they did go to school which was sporadic at best they did not do well
0: yeah that seems right so their
1: grades were poor and guess what they didn't want to go to school so these kids were already behind basically from the time they were born oh. and The father, James, also did not allow any of his daughters to wear makeup or dresses or anything feminine. They weren't allowed to be feminine, look feminine, read anything feminine, like, nothing. None of it. Okay. And apparently, it's said that this is because of him trying to protect them from not being, like, sexually abused by people, especially, like, at church or something. I don't know... What he knew of that or if that had happened to her or a sibling or anything, I have no idea. But really, I just want to touch on that that was a no-go in their home. Right. Unfortunately, though, that is all that Nanny wanted to do. She so badly wanted to play dress up and wear the feminine clothes and do the cute little pigtails and do all the things that a little kid wants to do.
0: Don't we all?
1: Strictly forbidden, which is very sad. So she was really just working out in the farm from sun up to sundown, as were her siblings. Poor thing. And didn't get to do the things that she really wanted to do. And that's pretty typical what we'd consider, you know, for a young kid now, playing, dress up, using their imagination, all of those things, forbidden. Mm. By all accounts, though, her mom was said to be a kind and loving mother. So do what you will with that. I um, mean, that's
0: nice by all accounts.
1: So it is said that she would actually sneak some of the like romance magazines away from her mom so that she could read them in secret nanny yes oh little little nanny as a kid so from what i can tell like romance is meant in like juicy gossip and like love stories not like raunchy pornographic not that uh, not from what i could tell
0: So, like, Cosmo or Seventeen or whatever the equivalent Whatever that equivalent would have been, yeah.
1: Like, the women writing into a newspaper. Think that. Like, with the love columns, if you will. So, she was a bit of a hopeless romantic in her younger years. And, again, she was reading those love columns and the Lonely Hearts columns and all of those things. And she was forbade from all... Romance and femininity as a child. Oh, nanny! And she wasn't allowed to go to like the school functions with all the other kids. She wasn't allowed to go to any dances. She couldn't go to outings or retreat retreats or anything like that. Even the ones that like were held through their local church, which even a lot of the kids that weren't allowed to do a lot of things were allowed to go to those. Right. That she wasn't allowed to go to that. That's just so sad for her. So yes, her and her siblings were pretty isolated and. Really, just the expectation was that they would work entirely on the family farm. Ugh. So, she also reported in her youth, right, get this, that she suffered a head injury. Aww. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Oh, no. But she said that she was on a train and that it quickly came to a stop and her head bounced off the seat in front of her that was like a metal train car seat. Ugh. And she said ever since then, she'd had severe headaches and bouts of depression and all things that she said she didn't have before then, now she has. Wait, did you say how old she was during that? Just in her childhood. Okay. I believe under 10 years old. Oh. But there's no definitive answer there. Okay. All right. So she says later that she believes that this was a turning point in her life this train car incident and she feels that this is the reason that she became the way that she was. And I'll let you draw your own conclusions on that uh, because we are actually going to get into the horrific crimes that she committed.
0: Okay.
1: And again, one big
0: fat trigger warning over all of this. It's all bad. All right. And you said, even though it's all bad, we're going to talk about it at the end. Yeah. Okay. We're
1: going to like, we're going to go through it and then we'll sort of like, Maybe unpack it a little bit. Okay. I'm into that. So, in 1921, at the very mature age of 16, Nanny was married for the first time.
0: okay. Big
1: big emphasis on first time here, because there are several marriages. Okay?
0: Well, if you're starting at 16, I don't doubt it. Yes. a lot of
1: time. So, she had dated Charles Braggs. That's his name. Who went by Charlie. Not to brag. (laughs) Yeah and he was also 16 at the time so he wasn't like significantly older than her that a lot of these like marriages like when the female was young the male was like in his late 20s so it's less creepy not the case here but still okay. disgusting yeah um because they're still kids they only dated for four months before getting married but they were co-workers at this um company called the linen thread company and then they like Caught feelings, you know, all oh flirty God. and such. And she's this hopeless romantic. And oh my God,
0: this boy's looking at me. I just thought of this, but like, imagine being 16 and someone's like, How'd you meet your husband? And you're like, We were co workers. What? At our full time jobs. At 16. Uh huh. What? Not at school. Hell? Not at
1: anything else. And from my understanding, it's like she had to do that and work at the farm. If I. Like, she had the job to bring in the money, and then she had the job uh, that was, like, keeping the family business alive.
0: Well, I mean, good for her for finding something to enjoy on the side of all that, I guess.
1: Right, but... For now. I guess the good thing for her, sort of, maybe, I guess, is that her dad approved of this relationship. So, it, you know, all of the not allowed to do anything romantic before, hey, if you want to get married, uh, go ahead, by all means. Okay, all right. So, they had her dad's approval and then again right around this time every source calls her nanny like nancy is in the beginning now just straight up nanny okay just so you guys are with me so i want to catch you up a little bit on mr charlie bragg's husband number one um, again he's also 16 and other than his mom he had no family so, either his dad had passed away or was never present, but he didn't have any siblings. He didn't have any other relatives. It had really just been him and his mother forever. Poor And guy. it seems that his mom kind of ran the show. Well,
0: yeah. As it, You said this is, what, 1905? Ni- no, 1920s? 1921, yep. Yeah, you'd pretty much have to if you're a single working mom.
1: And she made, like, all of the decisions for him. So, when Nancy and Charlie got married... She ended up moving in with him and his mom. So they didn't get a place together. They didn't live to, like, try to start their family together. And apparently, Charlie's mom was a lot like Nanny's dad. Oof. Which was just, like, the really strict disciplinarian, like, what I say goes sort of thing. Yeah. And so, Nancy did not get along with her dad. So, of course, she's not going to get along with this woman. Right. And Charlie's mother was, you know... Sort of cut of the same cloth, so to speak. So they were not, like, they weren't even getting along in the very beginning. It was, like, from the start,
0: not good. (sighs) Okay. Well, and also just, like, what an interesting dynamic. I feel like it's different if you and your partner are living somewhere and then a parent joins you. That would be a very difficult dynamic, I think, to work around, especially if you don't get along. Mm -hmm. But she moves into her home right
1: you know and that's that's an odd dynamic too but she's also like still a kid she's 16 even though she's married she's 16 she's she's still like a young girl but anyway nancy had written about this particular time and she wrote quote i married as my father wished in 1921 to a boy i only knowed and again lack of schooling here kind of shows in the way that she wrote uh, i only knowed About four or five months who had no family. Only a mother who was unwed and who had taken over my life completely when we married. She never seen anything wrong with what he done. She would not let my own mother stay all night. So basically saying she'd nitpick anything that Nanny did. But, you know, Charlie, her son, was perfect. perfect. And even, like, when Louisa, who Nanny was close with, her mom visited, she wasn't allowed to stay long. So... Just a little bit of an idea, but Charlie and Nanny got busy.
0: Oh, no. They had
1: four children, one right after the other. Oh. So by 1927, they were married six years. They had four kids, and their marriage took a turn. Okay. They both had suspected the other of infidelity. Oh. They both were right. Oh. And then out of nowhere, two of their four children die unexpectedly. Holy hell. Each one had died just after eating breakfast. Yep. And at the time, it was thought that it was like a food poisoning or maybe like a food allergy that they weren't aware of at the time. Right. And horribly, like, awful for them to have to go through. These kids were like under the age of four, I think. Ugh. Like, these these are like little toddlers. Right. But is it gut-wrenching? Yes. Horrific? Yes. Coincidence, though? I I see a red flag. don't think so. So we are almost absolutely positive that Nancy murdered those two children. And these were her middle children. So her oldest and her youngest are still alive. Why does everybody
0: overlook the middle?
1: (laughs) I know. (laughs) So according to the Encyclopedia of Alabama, which I actually use for a lot of this, it's a fantastic resource on this case. um, Charlie was warned, quote, anonymously. Okay. Not to eat any of the food that his wife made. Hmm. I wonder why. Leave a pin there. So because of this and because he was like kind of freaked out by her, he takes the oldest child. So her name is Melvina, which I think is beautiful. That's a beautiful. Yeah. And then l- the words my mouth. leaves their yo- their youngest, which is a newborn. Her name is Florine. Oh, also pretty. Isn't that like a chemical? Florine? No, yeah, that's chlorine. No, but isn't there a fluoride Clo- i don't know fluoride's one anyway i think fluorine's p- one i think it's pretty did i combine them i don't know i'll have to look
0: it up i think florentine which is food so
1: <laughs> don't forget your oval teen sorry um, <laughs> but so he takes the oldest and leaves the newborn fluorine with nanny okay so he's suspecting that his wife is poisoning their kids and that's how two of them died right
0: and he still leaves one with her
1: because at the very least he's unsettled by these circumstances because whoever anonymously told him hey don't eat what she makes especially when she's mad at you yeah then you know and that happens and then you're like you know what at the very least you're unsettled by it right you say okay maybe this isn't a coincidence so you take your oldest okay but you leave the fucking newborn yeah not a fan you didn't notify authorities. You didn't take all your kids with you. You didn't, like, ask questions or do any of that. None of that.
0: Me and you, kid, we're hitting it. So, I, I well, don't know. Ooh. Weird theory. What mm-hmm. if you thought the kid was someone else's? Could be. I mean, they both, su- like, suspected each other of cheating. They both were. I mean, that's
1: possible, but still, there's an innocent child. But, yes, I understand where he might, if he's selfish and an asshole and doing that, then that can absolutely happen. <laughs> No matter what, though, he's a shit dad, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, because because he's still the adult.
1: Yeah, and he knowingly left one of his kids with someone he suspects of murdering two of the four. Right. Like, the odds are not good Mm-mm. for a child by this woman. And so, at the time, he also leaves his mother. So, remember the mother he didn't get al- or she didn't get along with, and he did? Mm-hmm. He leaves, and leaves the mom there in the home with nanny his wife and their <laughs> newborn daughter yeah maybe he didn't like his mom that much so shortly after he leaves his mother passes away uh-huh that
0: Under sounds right
1: odd circumstances again draw your own conclusions mind-boggling but don't worry because it gets worse Ugh. tell me everything so he took off with melvina in 1927 but by 1928 he had returned oh however this time he brought a special friend oh yes he brings his girlfriend with him he has met a new woman I feel like that's not gonna end well for her so he comes back in person with this woman drops off malvina says i'm actually gonna go marry this this one can you take the kid back what yep so he literally just washes his hands of his old family.
0: Mr. Braggs. And then what the
1: fuck? starts anew with this new woman leaving Melvina and Florine with Nanny. So now she's still a young mom. She's
0: 22 yeah.
1: at the time. She's got two kids. And she's alone. Right. And remember, this is the late 20s. So we're on the cusp of the depression here because remember, this is right around the
0: corner. Right. Roaring 20s turned into uh, a <laughs> grow your own food 30s. Yeah. Big,
1: yeah. big issues coming here. So Nanny takes her two daughters and she moves back home with her parents. She is now alone. Right. She her mother in law is not there. She's well her I guess former mother in law. Her husband has divorced her for a new woman. Yeah. Abandoned their kids and she doesn't have anywhere to go. So she moves back home. And again, let's not forget she doesn't have a great relationship with her parents. Right. But whatever, she's
0: back. Well, at least she has some time with her mom.
1: Correct. But wait, so Ugh, she takes no. up work at a local cotton mill to help support herself and her kids. Okay. Because you know she got to do that. But damn it, she's still a hopeless romantic at heart. Oh. So that nanny. So very quickly, she begins writing into the same Lonely Hearts, like, newspaper columns that she'd been intrigued by when she was a kid. Aww. And so she starts, you know, writing for herself. I hate that. I hate her. Yes. Everything else is cute. I know. Take out the murder, and she sounds like a really sweet little woman. I know. So this is where she meets lucky husband number two. Okay. His name is Frank Harrelson. Oh, Frank. So, Frank had earned Nanny's adoration by writing her some poetry, which, for a hopeless romantic, is crack. Mm -hmm. Just absolute crack. So, she responded with some letters back to him. They went back and forth for a time. And then they got married in 1929. So, this is only just a year after her divorce with Charlie Braggs. Okay. She's 24 at this time. He's 23. They are married. Oh, interesting. their marriage was not what she had hoped it would be. Oh. And as... You know, Frank had struggled with alcoholism, and then when he was drinking, he became violent. Frank! uh. So she also discovered after they're married that he has a criminal record, mostly for violent crimes and assaults. Frank? Not okay to hide? He never made any attempt to recover from his alcoholism. He didn't try to refrain from drinking or enter into treatment, nothing. He just continued to drink. It continued to get worse. But still, they were married for 16 years. So they raised her two children from her previous relationship, um, but put a pin in this marriage because we're gonna come back to it. Okay. But we're gonna go check on her daughter Melvina because we want to see how she's doing. Oh my God! Wait, did they not take Melvina back? Oh no, she's there, but she's an adult
0: now. Oh okay, all right, all she, right. She's grown up. How's Melvina?
1: Well, not good. Um, you looked. I'm no. sorry. You just you look too happy about this, and I didn't want to. God, I'm, every I time know.
0: I'm holding on to hope, it's just like boom don't heart is falling through my butt
1: i hate it no don't it's horrible um again trigger warning here because this is awful so again malvina the oldest daughter um who charlie took and then said yeah nah and then dropped her back off she's an adult and in 1943 again years have gone by she's an adult she gives birth to her first child named robert lee haynes okay okay now, the timelines get a little bit confusing here, but from what I can tell, Melvina had two children. So, she had Robert, and then a couple years later, she had another baby boy. Okay. So, Nanny was present at the birth of the second child, and Malvina woke up after the birth of her second kid, um, dazed from the drugs they had her on. I'm pretty sure back then, they just, like, knocked you out. Right. And you woke up, and it was like, you have a baby. Oh, my gosh.
0: Um, Pay no attention so to the
1: ringing pain in your skull and vagina. But she was dazed she was really just out of it from whatever the drugs were that they gave you in the early 40s right um but claims through the like dazedness right like i picture that like you know in the movies like the blinks that they do and it's just like yeah. very like hazy like this is how i imagine this right but she claims that she went and this is awful that she witnesses her mother stick a hat pin into the back of the infant's head <gasps> to the newborn baby that she just delivered mm-hmm and other family members that were present sort of like at the hospital but not in the room said that nanny emotionlessly entered the room and told them the baby is dead and she was holding a pin in her hand what the fuck so again unfortunately the infant died and the doctor said that they couldn't determine how it could have been a birth compli- it could have been any number of complications, but no one's- no one could see the very tiny little pin hole, I guess, in the child's, like, I'm guessing at, like, the base of his neck or something, like, where maybe you wouldn't see it, or if he had hair, or anything. Or
0: the other thing is, like, yes, a lot of infants are born with hair, but also their skull isn't formed, so you could no, go literally anywhere in the brain. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And so, Melvina sees a little bit of
1: this, right? But she's, like, again, recovering from delivering a child. And, again, the slew of drugs, whatever that cocktail was. So, she's not really sure what she sees. Okay. But the other family members say, it was really weird that Nanny walks in to say that her grandson's dead. Yeah. But she's holding this pin in her hand. <sighs>
0: That makes me so mad. (laughs) It's very upsetting.
1: And unfortunately, it's not going to get better. So Malvina and then the father of the newborn went their separate ways. I can only imagine that it was a strained relationship prior to that. Yeah. And adding the death of their newborn, their seemingly healthy newborn, was just devastating.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't call that, like, a, a relationship strengthener. But you know? they ag-
1: they agreed on separating, and so they, they went ahead with not being together anymore.
0: I mean, at least it was mutual.
1: So shortly after this, Melvina begins dating again. Okay. And she starts dating this other man, and he's a soldier. And remember, this is the early 1940s. We're at war in World War Two. And apparently Nanny did not approve of this partner that her daughter had chosen. She did not like this man. Oh no. And she and Malvina fought like long and hard about this. And I can only guess that their relationship was like probably severely strained anyway because she believes or at least suspects that her mom might have had something to do with the murder of her infant, but again, the doctors are like, we don't know what happened. Well, this is then, the
0: 40s. You also have to remember her mom has been at least rumored to be taking part in her sibling's death, mm-hmm. which has to be freaky like enough. Like, if it
1: was ever talked about, think of the time period we're talking. Right. The 20s would that have even? Would she have dared say that or think it or whatever? Would it have been? Oh, she helped,
0: about? Sure as hell wouldn't have said it. That's for sure. But just like. In the back of your mind somewhere, I'm sure. It's like, if I don't do the dishes... You'd hope so. I know
1: what happened. Like, you know. You'd hope that there would be just that awareness. I'm sure there's that had to be that tense, but by all reports, Nanny is this lovely woman. Okay. She's polite. She's sweet. She's cute. And we'll post pictures of her. You guys can see her. So they already have, what again, what I'm just assuming is a strange relationship based on what happened with the infant... Right. Um, Still, though, they're still speaking. So I guess that tells me that Melvina doesn't necessarily believe that she did that. Maybe it's just a suspicion because ultimately she's still talking to her. She hasn't gone to the police.
0: Right. It hasn't escalated. That would be hard for me to get past, so I can imagine. Yeah.
1: But then in July of 1945, Melvina and Nanny had one of their worst fights yet. And Melvina took off to stay with her dad, Charlie for a few days to cool off okay at this time she leaves her son robert who is now two years old home with nanny because she just needed some space clear her head she'll come back right and when malvina comes back she's informed that robert has died what is of, the fuck of quote asphyxia from unknown causes while under nanny's care. So this is now her second child, dead.
0: That oh uh, no, Mm-mm. horrific. I am so mad right now. I think I know. I know. I don't have words. I'm so pissed. She murdered. So so far, so
1: far, her two infant children or toddler age children. Her mother-in-law, the infant grandson, and now her two-year-old grandson.
0: Allegedly. But she did it. If we're keeping Tally here. Oh, we should. Someone's got to And she's murdered,
1: literally her at this point, what I believe is her only two grandkids. So these are the babies that she is supposed to dote on and love and protect and care for. And mm. it is...
0: Well, and they're the fun ones. They're the ones that you don't have they're to be the reprimander. To be. Like, here's a little sugar. Like, go home to mom. And you're supposed to just absolutely
1: be, like... I, I, I don't even know how... But like, grandparents, that is... I, I can't wait. I hope, I hope, hope, hope I'm lucky enough that I get to be a grandmother someday.
0: Like, I don't think I want my own children, but I want grandkids. And I know I... Listen, I know. But, like... <laughs> like that's the kind of relationship. But what <laughs> is,
1: what a special and unique bond and I don't know. I had great relation I just grandparents mean a lot to me. I can't imagine. I can't even fathom. This is just so barbaric and out of like yeah. what my mind can make sense of. But this is exactly what happened. So again, Malvina has returned from the fight with her mom, probably thinking she's cooled off. And now she's told that the one surviving child that she did have has now died in an unexplainable way, again, while under her mother's care. So, I can't fathom how evil and vile of a person she was. I can't wrap my head around that, and unfortunately, we're only going to get worse here. No! I know. Nanny had taken out a life insurance policy on little Robert, so the two-year-old that has just died.
0: Ah, <sighs> Nanny... Classic.
1: Two months after his death, she collected five hundred dollars from it. So, using an inflation calculator, I looked up what this dollar amount would be in today's currency. Okay. So five hundred dollars in nineteen forty-five is the equivalent of seven thousand eight hundred and thirty-two dollars.
0: Okay, so that's nothing to like laugh at. So,
1: from all sources that I looked at, Nanny pocketed this money. So she took out this life insurance policy on her grandchild, murdered him, and then collected almost $8,000, basically. What
0: the fuck? Oh, yeah. I hope that was taxed up the ass.
1: I I (laughs) just... I can't even... It's it's absolutely horrible. So, we're going to leave that there. That was Melvina. We're going to return to that marriage with Frank Harrelson. Poor Melvina. So, during all of this, she's still married to him. And in September of 1945, just two months after... She's murdered her grandson. Um, Frank comes home after a night of excessive drinking. More than what was typical of him, because again, he's struggled with alcohol the entire time. Um, He came home demanding sex. Nanny said no, and he raped her. So the next day, she poured rat poison into his corn whiskey jar. And by the next evening, Frank had suffered a very painful death. And again, 2 months after the grandson. This is the end of husband number 2.
0: Well, and if I can just maybe and just saying, if you paid a little bit of attention to what your wife is doing, and this is not to say that he should have been killed, but it's also not to say that he was an angel. Um, I don't know, maybe pay attention to what you're ingesting. Well, have you paid any attention? He like j- he just
1: she put it in his alcohol though and he's he's not going to not
0: well, I know he's not gonna not. I'm just saying, like maybe pay attention to where you are and what you're doing. That's no, all. I
1: agree, but also maybe don't assault anybody. Don't well, assault your. No, I know. So he's a, by all intents. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. I'm. Yeah, I'm there with you. But I agree that like there were other, like he should have.
0: There are warning signs
1: that should have been like handled separately. Yes, <laughs> that that was precisely. Not and we'll see that it really doesn't matter what they do. She'll just kill them anyway. So I'm not of the opinion that even this was like the catalyst that sparked that. I mean look what she did to her own babies and her grandbabies. Please. She doesn't need a reason. This woman is just evil. So we're moving on. So let's go to husband number three. Oh god. So Nanny more. There oh my god, there's so much more. (laughs) So Nanny was traveling through Lexington, North Carolina. Okay. And she had placed another ad in the Lonely Hearts column at um or in one of the local papers. And soon fish began biting, if you will. Ugh. Um of these unfortunate fish was Arlie Lanning. So he was not unlike Frank. Um he abused alcohol, he was not a kind man. In nineteen fifty she had sort of hit her stride with using rat poison, um, this time putting it in her husband's dinner.
0: Okay. Um he
1: died as a result, obviously. Um, but his cause of death was ruled a heart of, um, heart failure because he was known to doctors as a severe alcoholic. And there was like this flu going around that had already killed a lot of people. Um, so they just sort of said, okay, between the two, it was probably his heart. But from others that interacted with the couple, Nanny was a lovely and doting wife and she was not under suspicion by anyone at all. Huh. So their home was actually willed to go to Arlie's sister. But it miraculously burns down in a fire, and the insurance money actually went to Nanny instead. I wonder why. Yes. So from there, still in 1950, with pretty much nowhere to go, Nanny takes a trip to visit her sister, Dovey. So again, she's one of five children. Nanny is. um, There's four girls. She goes to visit one of her sister. Excuse me. One of her sister's. And Dovey was bedridden when Nanny arrived I'm unsure of what her condition was Or what was going on Um, It's not like she was elderly or anything To the point where like It was end of life care to my knowledge Okay But shortly after Nanny arrives Dovey dies Ugh Okay Keep in tally There's a lot of people So she's not wasting any time Go ahead
0: So she What a fucking woman Okay All right. I know.
1: Okay. (laughs) But without wasting any time, because shortly after her sister's death, Nanny had found lucky bachelor number four. Oh, my God. (laughs) How exciting. So this is uh, in 1952. She meets Richard L. Morton. He is a retired salesman. And through more of the Lonely Hearts correspondences, she meets him. This one uh, called the Diamond Circle Club. For which she paid a $15 entrance fee, which, again, using the inflation calculator, is equivalent in today's money to $157.81. Holy fuck. So, not, not cheap to enter into this dating little ring here. And they meet, they get married. They marry in Emporia, Kansas... And though he didn't have the substance use issues that some of her previous husbands did, this one had been spending a lot of time downtown with other women. So at this time, Nanny's mother, Louisa, calls from Alabama. Again, she's up in Kansas. And says that she would need to be moving in with Nanny because her dad had just died. So, her hu- so Louisa's husband, Nanny's dad, is now dead. Okay. So Louisa's like, I need to come live with you okay okay so just a few days into her mom being there jesus i i know she experiences severe stomach pains okay and then she dies and then a few months after that i know a few months after that she poisoned richard too and she put she put arsenic in his coffee and then he died as well Ah. i know So, lastly, okay, okay, like, lastly. Are we sure? Lastly. Okay. (laughs) Nanny marries for the fifth and final time. All right. So, this is 1953. She marries Samuel Doss in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Classic. He wasn't abusive. He wasn't stepping out on her. He wasn't drinking or dealing with any other substances. But still, she found issue with him, too. Who doesn't? Because it apparently she doesn't need to really have an issue to just murder you. So this is where we are.
0: This one's just for funsies.
1: So he was actually like of the stricter kind, if you will. Um, he apparently did not allow magazines or books or television that wasn't educational. Like Kay. a strict, like it has to, I have to learn something. It has to be super dry and meh nah, or nothing at all. No like Ick. entertainment. He would not have liked PBS Kids. But what does Nanny like? romance and gooey gooey and all yeah. that heartthrob stuff that is not at all even a little bit educational yeah so he didn't care much for anything that he felt wasted his time or money Sure. and nanny became frustrated actually took a break and left him for a bit because okay, she queen. she was like i'm not going to be told what i can and cannot do
0: that is a coping skill that is not murder and i will give credit where credit is due don't because
1: then he begs and begs and begs for her to come back nanny i love you probably wrote her poetry i'm just kidding i have no idea but i'm sure he (laughs) knew what to say to get her back and it worked yep and she came back but he did two things he decided to add her name to one of his bank accounts oh no and then declared her the beneficiary of his life insurance policies
0: oh no Uh, i know
1: and so she came back and the two lived happily ever after. Until he died. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. um, <laughs> She made him a cake,
0: which, of course, was um, poisoned. Was it an I love you, let's get back together cake?
1: Yes. And, yeah. And she, she poisons him. And then uh, the next day he went to the hospital for, quote, burning pain in his stomach. um, And he was actually admitted in the hospital. And was being treated in the like under the care of doctors so away from her i mean she was there she was by his side every day but she wasn't he wasn't eating the things she was giving him right okay so he recovers in a month he's in the hospital a month from this poisoning so he's released she's so happy you know what she does she celebrates when he gets home and she goes why don't you just have this cup of coffee i'm gonna make your favorite dinner and we're gonna have a good night So she laced the coffee with arsenic.
0: Fucking, Of course she did. And he
1: died that night. Of course he did. Okay. So luckily, thankfully, fucking finally, someone caught on to her. The doctor who had treated Sam in the hospital um, for his one month stay had suspected that his patient had been poisoned. So he's like, these symptoms do not make sense. This burning in the stomach, it suddenly goes away when you're not whatever. So after Sam's death, the doctor actually like sort of tricked, I would just say like convinced nanny to allow an autopsy saying that it's for science it could help people in the future and you know she was so sweet she's like of course i will so they do the autopsy it shows that he had consumed copious amounts of arsenic and the authorities were notified so nanny was arrested for his death so she's finally fucking arrested so when it only
0: took what like 50 years
1: like seriously so when detectives are questioning her Instead of being, like, put off or worried or angry or literally anything, she's happily and, like, giggling.
0: Ew. She's happy. Nanny.
1: Happy and giggling without a care in the world. She's enjoying this attention. Um, These cute police officers are giving her attention and focusing all on her. And she is eating it up. She's even flirting a bit. You know, she's still got it. And she's not at all affected by what they're saying to her and she was so like enthralled with romance books and art that it seemed that she had sort of like cultivated her personality after like the female leads so it was like she'd read and she would like sort of take on that persona right i know i know so while detectives are trying to talk to her she's reading another romance magazine like they're trying to talk to her she has this in her hand she's like won't look up at them so they take it from her to have a conversation because they're like "Uh uh-uh like we're not we're not going to be ignored here like you're killing people and we know this yeah so she denies 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 and then finally admits that she kills sam doss so the most recent husband that's died um by poisoning him and it was because he wouldn't let her watch her favorite
0: TV show. What a poop head. Of course you can. Mu- no, you can't murder people for that. Yeah. So
1: she promised ah! the officers that if they had just let her finish reading her magazine, she would admit to the others too. And she did. She literally did. She admitted to killing the three other deceased husbands as well. So the only surviving husband that she has is Charlie Braggs, the very first one. Good for Charlie. So even in jail, Nanny was all smiles. She was pleasant. She was sweet, maternal. She was giggling and joking and laughing and, yes, even flirting. And while she's awaiting trial, she is loving the attention still. She just is. So the bodies of eight victims were exhumed, right, while she's having this grand old time. And they perform autopsies on them. And it showed that, again, the three of the husbands... And her mother all died of arsenic or rat poisoning. The rest seemed to have been asphyxiated.
0: It's so wild to me that you can tell that, like, that far afterwards.
1: I know. And it does make you wonder, like, how accurate those things were, especially in the time that we're talking about, because it's, like, in the 1950s. But they were able to determine that it looked like the kids were smothered, basically. And then the rest had been poisoned. So, she was tried in Oklahoma, and then she was found guilty of murder, but only the murder of Samuel Doss. So, only the last husband. Okay. But she was spared the electric chair, literally just for being a woman. You know the whole, like, fairer sex argument? Yeah. And if you haven't heard of that, there's sort of two different ways that we look at women offenders. We either look at them as, oh no, they're women, they're so fair and dainty and sweet and whatever. They could never do that. So, yeah. we should go really light on their punishment. Or it's the flip and we say, oh my God, how could a woman who was supposed to be so fair and and loving and doting and whatever and, and female kind of and shit. gentle, how could they do this? Right. And so they tend to like be a little more heavy handed with the punishment. But in her case, she got the first one and they spared her all of that yucky stuff because they didn't want to set a bad precedent. And after she was sentenced to life in prison, she was literally happier than a pig and shit. She was just, she was just happy to be there. Well, she can just sit around and read her romance novels. She was cheerful as ever. And so she was sentenced in 1955 at the age of 50. Goodness. She she had said that she was only ever allowed to work in the laundry room because all of her requests to work (laughs) in the kitchen (laughs) were denied. As they should be. Yes. So... This uh, is where she sort of opened up about things and she, this is where she says, I believe that this head injury that I experienced as a child is why I am the way that I am. But.
0: No, I think that's bullshit. But um, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> maybe a mix of a head injury and the neglect and abuse she got as a kid. Possible. But her other siblings didn't have any, like, you know, what? But like. I know. That makes
1: me so mad. Well, in June of 1965, so only 10 years after she's been incarcerated. Yeah. She dies of leukemia. Oh. So she dies in the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. Okay. So different sources claim that she admitted to all of the murders. Others say that only to the murders of the husbands like or only ones that weren't of blood relation to her, so she denied The ones of her kids and her grandkids, but admitted to, like, the mother-in-law and the husbands and things like that. And, like, denied the sister or whatever. So, whatever the truth is, I think we're all on the same page that all of them that died in her presence probably died because of her. Right. That she murdered them. Okay. So, just as a little recap here, she murdered her two middle children... Okay. Her two grandchildren. I'm taking tallies. One, two. Two grandkids? Two grandkids. Okay. Her mother. Mother. Her mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. Her sister. Sister. Four husbands. Two, three, four. Damn. That's 11 people. Yes, it is.
0: Yes, it is. So,
1: throughout her life, her last name was... Ready? So, she was born Nancy... Hazel, then it was Braggs, Harrelson, Lanning, Morton, and Doss. Those are all of the hats that she wore. So, that is the Lonely Hearts killer, the Black Widow, the Giggly Granny, the absolute vile, 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 vile piece of shit that she was. Wow, wow, wow. So she died in prison? She did. She died in prison of cancer, and she's only 65. Was so it of her butt? She did die young. And Sorry,
0: I know that's a real thing. I'm just mad.
1: So what frustrates me so much about this case is that we spend a lot of time covering like, murders of people's children, right? Yeah. We just did Martha Moxley. Her mom today, 40 some odd years later, is still fighting for justice for her child. This woman, this piece of shit, deliberately killed her own kids and her own grand... Like, I can't even... Just the dichotomy there. The fact that we can share a planet. You know, people grieving the loss of their children, their loved ones, fighting for justice, fighting to try to make peace of it. And then there's the people that do it to their families. Them.
0: Oh, I just... How do you live with yourself after that? How how do you, like, I don't know. How do you believe you're, you are worthy of something after that? Like, I don't know. There's no pride in that life. There's no... No, you're a piece of shit. And, I mean, maybe it's narcissism. I, I feel like it's got to be to a certain extent to assume that people are still going to continue to love and fawn and dode after all of these things. But it's just like, what in the fuck? I know we're complex beings. I get that. But, like, feel bad for the kid, not the adult at some point. That's your choice. And from all intents and purposes, not to say that
1: what she dealt with wasn't bad.
0: Not the most severe. No. That we've covered by a long shot. This is the case of, like, this is the we've seen more for less. Like. No, exactly. She's that example. Because everybody else we see less for more. And that's
1: not to say that different experiences have different consequences or, you know, effects on people. I'm not saying that, like, well, she should have been fine. But she wasn't struggling financially. No. Did she choose poor partners to marry? Absolutely. Yeah. Babe could not see a red flag. But she also had parents that she could return home to. And she did. And when she, she had a good she relationship with at least one of them. She wasn't living on the street. Because she then murdered. She then murdered her because she was an inconvenience. It was all based on what I think is pure inconvenience. Yep. And I don't know what's worse to be the murdered children or to be the surviving ones, assuming that she was probably a severely abusive parent. I mean, I just have to think. Yeah. I mean, if nothing else, like. I mean, obviously it's worse to be the. Like, I'm not saying that, but it's just like. Yeah. Did she love you or is she didn't want you to just suffer more? like was this or an act of love is that what she's is that what her thing is you know what i'm saying is it like i love you so much that i need to do this i can't even say that it's munchausen's by proxy because she wasn't really seeking attention from what i can no, tell from she it she didn't
0: get attention from the healthcare. she didn't get like doted on for being someone who's so selfless and gives up time or whatever to be with this person that she's making. sick. She's just Mm -hmm. fucking killing people.
1: Yeah. It's not like she's slowly making them sick and then like reaping the benefits of having a sick, you know, whatever that you can scam the system by or anything like that. Like I'm thinking of like um, Gypsy Rose. That's not what comes to mind here for me. No. Same. But I think that there's something in that. Like what what is the psychology behind that what what was she thinking was it just they're purely inconveniences and she's a is she a quote psychopath like we learned in tuesday's episode where she just never had a regard for people's feelings and maybe she was just searching to like have a connection maybe that's why she was so infatuated yeah obsessed with like romance and things like that but she just couldn't achieve it and then
0: when she realized she couldn't she just discarded them what is what is that I mean, I think there has to be some lack of relation to other people on an empathetic level. Like, you can't... That or, like, it has to be some extreme, 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 extreme version of narcissism. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't... I don't know how you otherwise comprehend like how all of those go together because any one of them on its own is probably a different like psychological makeup you know what I mean but then all of that together it's like you're fine with your kids you're fine killing your grandkids you're fine killing your mom you're fine killing your sister you're fine killing a mother-in-law you're fine killing husbands like where is that line for you like she wouldn't admit to killing people that were blood related but a like no offense but what the fuck is that well, of course. You.
1: And, some, and, and some sources say that she admitted to all of them. It's like you right. can't even get a clear answer. But at the end of the day, we
0: know she did it. Right. Because Occam's razor, if we know she did some with the same freaking motive, like mm-hmm. M.O. And then other people k- or, like died in her presence with the same M.O. Are we not going to assume that it was her?
1: well and we know that with female offenders the most one of the most common ways that they go about it is with poisoning because it's the least messy it's yep. the least violent they don't have to overpower somebody I mean there's a lot of different poison reasons and that
0: comes into play arsenic specifically like rat poison wouldn't you just like taste that shit like that's my question but
1: if a lot of the people that she was giving that to were people that were struggling with substances or something like that fair
0: or, or even not just in just struggling and someone's making you food. I wouldn't pass it up, you know? Yeah, not in a headspace to turn it down or whatever. You, you don't
1: have the capacity. You don't want to. You don't whatever. Like, you don't care how bad it tastes. You just want to be drunk. Whatever that is. Right. And I guess Charlie Braggs, remember husband number one? Yeah. Bef- like, later, was asked about this. And he's just like, yeah, well, whenever she got mad, I just wouldn't eat what she made. Like whenever she was mad at me, and she made me dinner. I wouldn't eat it, and she'd get mad that I wouldn't eat it. But I'd rather her be mad at me for that.
0: Well, and she then tells it's me like, you,
1: know, you know, yeah, that your you kids know died. some shit is happening. You know your kids died after breakfast. You piece of shit, and you just let the other one stay with her. And luckily, they survived, or at least I think they did. I didn't see anything about Florine.
0: Yeah.
1: So she, who knows, she could have been murdered. Like, and then Malvina, her own mother, murdered her own two, ki- like her two kids. Now I, ugh.
0: that is the that's the to me that's the worst of it. How do you literally take something so precious and tiny and a little bundle of joy who literally is like warm out the womb, Mm-hmm. and you just stick up? Mm. the
1: most pure and innocent being, like
0: the fresh baby smell on their little toes, and you're just gonna put a little
1: needle in that head? And it's it's evil. It is so horrible but she did it to her own little babies she doesn't care there is no attachment or no empathy or anything she just and she would do that to her own daughter she saw the way her daughter grieved the death of her infant and after a fight with her it seems like out of spite she murders the the two-year-old but months prior to that she took out the insurance policy so doesn't that tell you that there was like some planning there there or was least- thought
0: yeah, a, a plan B just in case things you know, get bad.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, like, she profits off the death of her grandson and no one looked at that?
0: Well, and not once but twice now, right? In this story, she's profited from life insurance of, like, large sums. Yeah. Like, I know it was more than twice, right, that she had the insurance, but at least twice it was big money.
1: Yeah, and she so she got the house settlement, one of her husband's double life. Well, I guess she didn't end up getting that because she was caught. Um grandson i mean she was making out like financially steadily damn i want to see her savings but to murder 11 Unless she
0: spent it on arsenic i don't know
1: 11 of your family members yeah that is not 11 strangers <laughs> like those are the people that you grew up with your sister is the one that you went through that rough childhood with who's already if she's bedridden something's going on there right so you don't know what her health was like prior to that but nanny shows up to visit her she shows up at her sister's door and murders her like had she just not shown up her sister would be fine or at least breathing like horrible Yeah. evil horrific horrendous all of it I don't know what you do with that
0: um I I don't know Mm -mm. you've gotten me my heart is in my butt my Stomach is in my chest. No, what is that? Your, your heart's stomach. in your stomach. Yeah, you, you know what? I'm hollow. You've just taken it out of me. Everything that used to be inside of my body is just like sad and limp and on the floor. Like, how, how does this lady exist? Um, and why is it that I knew, like, I don't know the story, but like, I knew it was going to be bad mm-hmm. and I still tried to keep my hopes up. Like, what is with that?
1: I think you imagine, like, oh, maybe she killed a couple. But this was one after the other, after the other, after the other. Like, 11 times.
0: How? Well, I guess if there's one thing we can say about Nanny, it's that she didn't take anything slow, romance or murder. Uh Uh-huh. And... And that she was consistent. She probably would have fucking loved Tolstoy because all is fair in love and war. Fuck. Horrible. Well. Just evil um i'm certainly gonna need a reprieve after that oh yeah we need a reprieve hold on people oh goodness so ali and i decided that we needed a juicy reprieve so our a little sigh of relief here today is going to be reading some am i the asshole stories from reddit
1: yeah so we purposefully have not like actually read the stories were just purely face value reading the like title yes in deciding purely based on that and you always read the title and you're like wait and then you read the story and you're like oh but we're not doing that nope we're just fully just we're judging on face value right now
0: and by the way if you guys like juicy gossip but you don't like it in your own life Go to this Reddit. This Reddit is so good. You're like, fuck them. Fuck that. Fuck this. And Mm -hmm. you're like, ah, my life is so calm and boring. People
1: get heated and like way too invested and have way too much time on their hands.
0: Seriously. But
1: here we are. All right. I'm going to go first. Okay. So this one is, am I the asshole for refusing to pay for my son's college tuition? I believe I would say no. No. You're not. It's your child's education. And now, if you told them, hey, I'll be paying for this.
0: Don't worry about it.
1: That's and different. And then they start school and you're like, mm, okay, it's on you. And uh, No, you're a dick.
0: Yeah. Uh, there has to be warning if there like was. Communication, please. Yes. An otherwise stated thing. But ultimately, like, that's up to everybody's financial situation and everybody's doing the best they can for their kids. And if you can't, you can't. And if you don't want to, it's not your responsibility if that's not in your priorities. There you go. All right. Am I the asshole for yelling at my husband when he ate some of my chocolate and making him drive across the city to replace them? Fuck, no. Fuck no. No, you are not. Watch him do it again now, huh? He won't. Nope. Um, also, girl, yes. yes okay. I don't know. But like chocolate is important. That oh, is yeah. priority one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, am I the asshole for bailing on the opening of my sister's restaurant when I told her I would be there? I think so yeah i mean that's kind of a big thing unless you guys had like a falling out and she was being a piece of shit and you're like okay i will not be joining but other than that mm, no if you said you're gonna be there
0: that's your that's your word also like family bro like i know like if your family is toxic you don't have to be around your toxic but don't be the toxic family member that your family doesn't want to be around you Mm -mm. know hell no Keep that word mm-hmm. go support the thing. it's exciting and it's a success for her like it's an achievement even if the night doesn't go great, it will be better because your family's there to support you presumably mm-hmm. am I the asshole for not sharing my weed with my girlfriend no no <laughs> No. <laughs> no
1: no <laughs> um let's see
0: although it's not really kosher in the culture, but that's okay. No.
1: <laughs> Am I the asshole for suggesting my in-laws stay in a hotel in response to their noise complaints? No. Assuming their noise complaints are about, like, your home and everything like that. And, well, it's your home. If they don't like it, then they're, by all means, encouraged to find a place where they will not have to worry about noise.
0: Yeah. That's my that's my take on it. Same. I mean, I think, like, again, nuance is everything, but no. If... if You're doing someone a solid, like unless they're paying you to stay there. (laughs) Like if you're doing someone a solid and putting them up, they can handle a little bit of inconvenience to what they would normally deal with. All right. Mm -hmm. Am I the asshole for letting my brother's kids go hungry for a little while until they eat what I already made? No, No. that is just life.
1: No, that's just I was told if I didn't want to eat my dinner, they said, "Okay, great, we'll put it in the fridge and when you are ready, we'll heat it up and you'll have food. Cool. To which I said, fuck. in my my head (laughs) because I really didn't
0: want it (laughs) don't want broccoli (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness I love these they're just so fun like they're just wild people's lives and I just feel bad sometimes and sometimes I'm like this shit is juicy
1: am I the asshole for putting dirty dishes away did you clean them first I have questions sir
0: um, no, Um. But if you, <laughs> I mean, yes, a I little mean, if, bit, if but if like they're,
1: if they're uckies and you put them in the cupboards, like, yeah, gross. You are the dick. I wouldn't say like
0: you're an asshole. I'd say, well, go wash them, you yeah. weirdo. And like maybe warn someone one more, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Am I the asshole for taking my son's phone away simply because he said I couldn't? Yes.
1: You think they are the asshole?
0: I think so. Here's the thing. If there's a reason to take your kid's phone away, do it. If they're being entitled, like, yes, take it to show, but then give it back because kids these days, their entire lives is on their phone. And this the, here's what I mean. I don't necessarily mean it in that you are entitled to having the phone. I mean it in that, like, if your point is to get rid of the entitlement and to show that you can, that phone better be given right back. Like, test me. Here we go. I can take this away. But like, otherwise, I don't know. Like, it's their whole fucking life. I know when I was a kid in high school and phones and like social media was just starting, how insane that was. I can only imagine how much is there now. Like, it's beyond me. Oh, we disagree. I just think like. I have no problem with phones being taken for responsibility, but phones are so much of kids' social lives. I don't think it's okay to, like, deprive that much. That being said, like...
1: But if he's being a little shit and is like, oh, you can't take this from me, like, this is my phone, and would be like, watch me now, take it, put it in the drawer, and say until you apologize or, you know, well, go, out, go outside and play like a real kid.
0: With the asterisk... That, of course, I only think it's okay to take the phone if you're the one paying for the phone. Mm-hmm. And that I think, um, yeah, like I have no problem with people like taking phones and like using that as a punishment. I just don't think it can be like a forever thing. No, or, like, I wouldn't say like absolutely like, oh, I'm taking fuck it that. And like it's
1: like permanent, but I would take it and be like, okay, like this is an hour.
0: Oh, like, that's fine. Go, I have no problem okay, with that. Okay, yeah.
1: Like, I'm not, like, not permanently. No, but, but like, like,
0: in my head, it's like, fuck you. I'm taking the phone because you said I couldn't. Take
1: it away for a little bit. I'd be like, mm, no, yeah, I pay for it, so I will. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. All right, mine, and I had to cheat a little bit, and I had to actually, like, look op- up, open the post, Ugh. Um, because it says, am I the asshole for telling my sister the name she picked out for her baby is stupid? And I just, <laughs> I had to know what the name was. Um. <laughs> And, and the answer is no, because this is. Um, the name is going to be Gucci Paris. Oh, no. G-U-C-C-I. G-U-C-C-I. And then Paris. Oh. And so she's naming the child after this because um, they did not grow up wealthy. And so she wanted to have like a wealthy sounding name. And she'd never been to Paris. So she wanted to name it.
0: That's why? Pa- yeah. Baby girl. Okay. First um, of all, first of all love the thought love this whole manifesting a better life for your kids thing um naming it isn't manifesting it and that child is going to have to like be taken seriously they're going to have to be an adult they're, they're going gonna have to have to like, to like apply for jobs with that name apply for jobs have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a they friend they're gonna have to do like a whole bunch of shit that presumably at some point they're going to want to be taken seriously. And you know what I can't see myself doing is saying, hi, Miss Gucci. Or um like exchanging vows and being like, Gucci. Gucci Paris. When I first saw you, you I You got thought, that Gucci,
1: Gucci, baby. Mm. <laughs> Sorry.
0: You that's, have the that's finest. the only thing that came to my mind. You have the finest Italian leather I've ever seen. Like, what oh the my fuck? God. Uh, she girl. all European,
1: baby. Italian and French. <laughs> That was good, I like that. It's a meatball, the <laughs> je ne sais quoi. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I am overtired if you guys can't tell. But, oh. I mean, I would say that you disagree with the name if she's asking your opinion. And the baby isn't um, named yet, so it's not like it's on the...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not like a 16-year-old and you're like, well, you have a stupid name. They mm-hmm. can't help that. Yes. you You might be trying to do a solid, I could see that.
1: But I can see, I think that there's potentially some good intentions there.
0: I could also see how going about it the wrong way could definitely make you an asshole. Oh, yeah.
1: I didn't actually read the whole post, though. So if she actually did something like... Rude about it. Rude afterwards or like in front of people or whatever, then... Well, then I change my answer. But is the name Gucci Paris a-, a name I would not name my child? Yes, but I guess to each his own. Um, not a name I'd go for.
0: You know what I love? I just love all of the wild-ass name spellings these days. Oh, yeah. The E-I-G-H, the... E- E-I-Silent-Y-R, mm-hmm. like, creative as hell. You do not want your kids to have a license plate souvenir, and that's okay. It's your prerogative. I know.
1: Even spelling my name A-L-L-I-E, Yeah. every, like, keychain was
0: A-L-L-Y. Yep. And I was like, bitch. Or when I was a kid, fun yeah, fact. Ooh, mm-hmm. super fun fact. When I was a kid, I spelled my name with an E. So it was A-B-B-E-Y. And all of the shit was A-B-B-Y. A-B-B-E-Y. I
1: Yeah, I actually used to be A L I. Ali. Yeah, but that's just like Ali and not yeah. like Ali. Yeah. But like, some people it's just Ali. I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. I like, did not changed that my shit ended. up a bunch of
0: times. I loved to play around with all the variations I could make with my name. Mm-hmm. I tried Gail for a while. Did not work. You did not. I did. Like second grade. You did it's not. Like eight. Yeah. You are just like, I, today. Gail, my poor teachers—they were like, "Who the fuck is? Who this? is that? <laughs> Whose homework is this?" I did it, like, did it like without saying anything. I would just like try it out and <laughs> No, my mom was like, "Baby girl, you cannot do that. Like, it's like you have to tell them." The name's Abacadaba. Yeah, it's Abledabson. Abledabson. Um, you guys
1: sorry that was off topic We it needed was a, a re-
0: hell of a day a reprieve
1: after that thank you guys for sticking around and hanging out with us we love and appreciate and adore you and not in the ways that giggly granny pretended to and then killed people yeah. we like
0: actually do? we like to kill with kindness and um we'd like to actually make you giggle and not like croak so Um, that's
1: the that's it
0: if you liked our little reprieve section you like our sense of humor you could find uh some highlighted giggles um on our instagram page where you could also find a whole bunch of shit
1: you can also find photos of the lady we just talked about
0: Hell yeah! And places and highlights with resources for any of the victims' families, supported causes for crisis hotlines and other like tip line information. Oh
1: yeah, on unsolved cases and also you know like pod pets and all the kitties and doggies and fish and snakes and ferrets and guinea pigs and hamsters oh. and whatever it is that you have for your yeah. pets. We love seeing them. It makes our
0: entire days. It does. Um, and so if you wanted to do that, Allie, where would they do that? So they would do that over on our Instagram page, Ooh.
1: which is about time for true crime pod with periods between all of the words, which is about dot time dot for dot true dot crime dot pod. But if hey that was girl. too much, you can just scroll on down in the show notes on the episode that you're listening to and you can see it there along with our email. But just for the funsies, Abby, what is our email
0: so if you wanted to send us like something longer just for like shits and gigs you prefer email Mm. you could send that to about time the number four tc at gmail.com so that's a-b-o-u-t-t-i-m-e numeric four tc like true crime at gmail.com and we look forward to seeing you there we would love that oh so very much um, we hope you guys have a great night. Uh, you know, watch out for the food you're eating and drinks you're drinking. Mm-hmm. If they taste like poison, uh, stop after a sip.
1: And also, like, beware, you know, Thanksgiving, people are feasting, everyone's sitting down to eat. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um,
0: I'm not. Watch out. <laughs> <but> <laughs>
1: Abby's like, I'm coming for you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we definitely, again, appreciate you hanging out with us. We're so happy we get to kick off November with you guys. And... If we will I look, see you next time yeah if i look at my watch that was about, about time. time for true crime Bye, Bye.